We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. And I'm on the corner away from the house, just looking at the sky and everything. And I heard a chain. I heard it from a distance and I looked and now the whole, the whole road is black. Everything's black because of, of the storm. And I saw Blacker than the blackness outside, it was a dog, but it had a body of like a grizzly bear. It, mm. I couldn't see any defining qualities to it, except it was jet black. I could see the shape. It had a boxy head. And I know animals. I used to be a veterinary assistant. Boxy head, almost like a Rottweiler, but it was huge. And it was sniffing the ground, walking towards me. And I could hear a chain, but I couldn't see a chain. I don't know the road on the lightning. I have no idea how I got there. I was so afraid. I ran into the house and I only had the screen door and I had a dog, um, another dog at the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was saying to my my ex, I was like, there's something coming towards the house. And you could hear the chain. I was getting closer. My dog started barking at the door. And as soon as it hit the house, it just like the noise stopped. Nothing was gone. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview live stream and podcast. The Goslings, a dark-lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers. A super chat of radical truth-seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end. Ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock. Guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind. And interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to The Goslings. Hello, everybody. And we're back. Let's, yeah, we're, yeah, we're back. We're having an awesome time talking to Stephen Ty and Jenna Kelly, uh, paranormal investigators. And we have a ton of really fun, cool questions. So, welcome back, Stephen and Janet. How are you guys doing? Thank you. But I'm going to need uh, about two minutes. We have a famous place called Tim Horton's Coffee up in the north. And I got some down here in South Carolina. So, my, my cup is brewing, but it's almost so. You gotta stare at my blank walls here for a minute or two. <laughs> no, that's fine. No yeah. worries, man. No we'll, worries. We'll Go kick, grab it. Yeah, we'll Go kick grab the it. question over to uh, Janet here. So um, we've kind of talked about uh, procedures and uh, what you guys do. Um, how does it work for you as far as your procedure? Like if someone has something that they want to have you investigate, do they reach out to you? Or do you have a forum? Do you go looking for people or places? Um, you know, you typically reserve for larger locations, it seems. So what's your procedure for that? Well, when you're on a team, usually the, the founders of the investigative group, 
um, will reach out to places that want to do events or someone has reached out to the, the main people like this place is haunted will you come and investigate when i do things on my own i may look through like haunted new york and find places and call them and reach out and say hey you have activity would you ever want an investigation and again not residences but businesses things along mm -hmm. those lines um no one really reaches out to me personally because i've never been the founder of a group that usually go right to the founders um but i've had people say yes we would love an investigation you know we've never had one here it's near halloween time um just to see what they have or their employees are experiencing stuff and they just want some validation on there's something here yeah awesome what about you steven what um what is your procedure do people reach out to you or do you go looking for it and uh, reaching out to them? What typically works? Um, you know what, uh, are we talking about private or are we talking about uh, a business? Uh, you know, let's do private first and then business second. So uh, on the private, uh, I don't reach out to anybody. They will reach out to me and, uh, you know, usually if I'm with a group, I'll, at times I'm on the admin of it. So people will do it or yeah. simple word of mouth. Hey, uh, something funny is going on at my house. Well, you know, uh, I know this guy from the firehouse or whatever, you know, who knows a friend that does this. And then the next thing I know, I might get a text. Hey, can I give you um, uh, in touch with this lady? She feels like there's a haunting and then I'll get in touch and I'll like, what location are you in? And then if I know some groups in that area, then I'll reach out to them. So it's kind of a network of who yeah. you know and uh, things like that. Yeah, me, that's awesome. Now, businesses, uh, <clears throat> I would say that it's quite the opposite. So uh, we would want to get to know the people. Sometimes we know the people that are on, say, the board, like, say, Buffalo Central Train Terminal. In some, some of those cases, we have to get to know the people that are on the board of directors. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, uh, we'd like to do this. And they might be a little hesitant. It's an old abandoned building, but they need money for restorations. And if it's a big event, uh, because it's such a big location, uh, they might be a little hesitant. And then we'll come back and the next day say, well, we earned $5,000 for you this weekend. And they're like, come back anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. At the end of the day, they don't have to be there. We'll get the news involved. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, Lord Baltimore usually holds some things. Now, they're pretty nice. They'll put us in the hotel and pay for that and maybe give us a little dinner or something like that. Yeah, they're great, the Lord Baltimore, and they're very charitable to their community. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. So, uh, I have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go meet the local newscast and pretend like I'm ghost hunting. At like 4 30 in the morning <laughs> their new shots and then they have the live view where the next group comes in and i'm pretending like i'm i actually i actually am ghost hunting but i'm not really because now they can show for five minutes because it's trying to draw attention for people to come to the website to buy tickets so that we can buy these coats for the homeless and whatever yeah. that hotel wants to donate to is usually we, we in fact they take the money 
and they donate it. So for our effort to fly out there and stuff like that, then they usually take care of us. That's good. Absolutely. Um, man, we got, we got like half a dozen of yep, like yep. killer questions here. So, uh, Nick, you want to, I know I've asked a ton of questions. Yeah. I want to so. ask this one. I want to ask yeah. this one. Okay. Um, I want to start with, uh, let's, let's start with Janet. What is the weirdest, not scariest, not, you know, not the one that gave you the most feel goods, but just the strangest, most bizarre, the weirdest paranormal, um, entity that you've encountered. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be really weird. I, I don't tell many people. Probably only a handful of people know this one. Um, probably was... This was even before I was ghost hunting. Um, and I was living with my ex-fiance. And there was a thunderstorm, lightning storm. And I love lightning storms. It's something I got from my father. And living in a city area, there's a lot of lights, so you can never see the sky. Well, a big lightning bolt hit, and like the whole block went black. So I said, that's a great opportunity for me to look up at the sky, sky watch, that type of thing. And I left outside the house. It was on the corner. It was a corner house. Right across the road was a Greek Orthodox church. On the right side was a Christian church, and two doors down was like a um kind of like another type of christian like evangelical type of christian church so there was like three churches on this block and i'm on the corner away from the house just looking at the sky and everything and i heard a chain i heard it from a distance and i looked and now the whole the whole road is black everything's black because of of the storm and i saw blacker than the blackness outside it was a dog but it had a body of like a grizzly bear. It, mm. I couldn't see any defining qualities to it, except it was jet black. I could see the shape. It had a boxy head. And I know animals. I used to be a veterinary assistant. Boxy head, almost like a Rottweiler, but it was huge. And it was sniffing the ground, walking towards me. And I could hear a chain, but I couldn't see a chain. I don't know the road on the lightning. I have no idea how I got there. I was so afraid. I ran into the house, and I only had the screen door, and I had a dog, um, another dog at the time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was saying to my, my ex, I was like, there's something coming towards the house. And I, you could hear the chain. I was getting closer. My dog started barking at the door. And as soon as it hit the house, it just, like, the noise stopped. Nothing was gone. Really? I, I don't tell people a lot because it's so cray cray, but it's like in, <laughs> in this huge dog bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like a I, hellhound. I Jeez. It was on, it was sniffing out something like it was tracking something. That's so bizarre. Well, okay. So that kind of uh, leads me into, oh, it was Stephen. We still want to get uh, your answer to this, but that kind of leads me into something that, uh, Stephen had mentioned earlier about whether or not these entities that you guys encounter were human. And that's an interesting distinction that I've never really heard anybody talk about because everybody always kinds of assumes that, you know, if you encounter a ghost, it's a human spirit, but it doesn't seem like that's always the case, Janet. No, and I've seen animal spirits too. Really? I've seen um, a ghost horse. I've seen... Um 
different things. I mean, it they take different shapes. So I don't really know. That's what I'm saying. I really don't know what's all out there in the paranormal world. Yeah. What works behind everything. I do know that they they don't always seem human. Wow. Stephen, what about you? What's the weirdest entity or paranormal event that you have ever encountered? So, um, well, Janet just stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Is it tough to beat Hellhound? <laughs> I wanted to uh, you know, remind everything. So, one, we're talking about spirits that are not human, and that could be elementals and things like that that some people subscribe to and not necessarily a demon. But I was going to say for my strangest is uh, I was going to talk about cats and wondering how pets are, are also sometimes caught in a ghostly figure. And so one is uh, we've caught on camera is at a, that Iron Island Museum in Buffalo. Great place to go to. And uh, the second was Janet might have to help me. We were doing a uh, a Halloween special <laughs> for a local TV show. And then we had saw a place that was on a show called Ghost Hunters. And uh, we had an extra day after the filming and we did an investigation at the news or the not newscaster, but the uh, Wicked Housewives of uh, Cape Cod. Oh, you about New Orleans? Yeah, that was it. I couldn't remember the name of the place. New Orleans Bed and Breakfast or Inn or something. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Orleans Inn, I think it is. And so uh, we were talking to the guy and said, well, look, the uh, owner of the place. And he showed us around, uh, and showed us some secret bootleg rooms and stuff like that. And then he said, I'm going to put you in a room. I think it was Janet's room uh, that has cats. So we just walked in. I was loading some stuff in my room she was putting some luggage and she not real cats, by, by, sorry not real cats <laughs> so, yeah sorry so the the hotel has no cats uh, documentation of these cats meowing in this one room so she comes running out says you got to come listen to this so i go in the room and then sure enough i hear what we call disembodied so not captured on the recorder but we we hear it and sure enough, there are cats meowing. <laughs> so, so we have a uh, demon cats. Yeah, demon uh, cats. And in some things, uh, some people call it the uh, stone tape theory. I don't remember who came up with that term, but Terrence basically, uh, something caught in time. So those are like the footsteps that don't respond, or the oh. horses that don't, or you hear clapping down the road, or the lady in white that walks down the hallway. It's to us, it's like something caught in a dimensional time that just repeats itself. Yeah. It's not interacting with you. And so we <laughs> try to determine those as kind of intelligent hauntings when they're clearly responding to the question you're asking. But anyway, so uh, the third, probably the most creepiest one, I just wanted to bring up the cats because I was thinking animals, uh, <laughs> was a place a friend of mine, uh, Steve and Bonnie, own a, a couple old museum type things in the town of Palmyra, New York. It was kind of cool because people left all of a sudden and like boarded it up. And after like 20 or 30 years, they opened the door. So there's still like a half eaten sandwich on there. All the medicine cabinet from 50 years ago have all the old medicine. And so they cleaned it up and opened up a museum. 
and uh, they uh, had some footage from one of their cameras where it's like facing outwards and they're giving a tour. So they're just talking with the people taking a tour of the museum. And there's a staircase that comes down and this little alien looking boy sticks its head around the corner and it's got kind of an alien shaped head and it peaks. and then it goes back around the corner and I'm like what what is that it looks like pass it pass this looks like a ufo <laughs> yeah yeah so that's probably the strangest shaped thing although i don't like know a rake a picture but uh janet has a picture from with one of our friends in it or a couple at least one friend of mine too uh, at a place called the SK Pierce House, where they just took a selfie photo of themselves. Mm -hmm. just horrific looking creature behind them. Ooh, wow. It was kind of like white and it had almost looking like a horn coming up. It, you know, you remember, I, you probably, maybe they're too young, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Land of the Lost. What was it? Say it again. The show Land of the Lost. From oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The like a sleeve stack? stack? Yeah. It looked like the form of a sleestack. <laughs> yeah, lizard people. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I just want to go on record as saying uh as as real and frightening as lizard people or sleestacks are, um I despise on a primordial uncanny valley level uh Chaka far more. Yes. Chaka is infuriating. I hated him as a child because he was the Gilligan of the group. He always made things worse. I don't know why they didn't kill Chaka. And also, Chaka is clearly a pre-Adamic race monstrosity and is probably demonic in nature and needs to be killed. That's my rant on Land of the Lost. Yeah. Never felt that strongly about Land of the Lost, but... Yeah, well, you know, I, I had a very bizarre childhood. What can I say? <laughs> Oh, yeah, great. hate Chaka. In fact, that should be a Gosling shirt. Hate Chaka. I hate Chaka. <laughs> I hate Chaka. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. For, I have a kind of a just a random question. Uh, you know, in in our culture, mainstream culture, you have like different silos, right? You have uh, there's there's ghosts and ghost hunting and paranormal investigation in one silo. Then there's UFOs. UFOs are in another silo, and then you have Bigfoot, Dogman, and cryptids, and they're another silo. Yeah. Have they ever? Do they, they cross ever, the streams. Do they ever cross over? Do they ever cross over? Have you guys ever experienced like the silos crossing over in any of your experiences? Basically, do you guys believe in Bigfoot? Like, did you ever see Bigfoot piloting a UFO? But I, I but believe. but honestly, but in all seriousness, do you have yeah, you ever had any actually, of those crossover experiences? We believe in Bigfoot. Like, yeah, I, I have. But my thought about Bigfoot, if it does exist, and uh, I think there are some people. Again, it's hard to say because you, you don't see it, but they have something on camera and some can be disproven and some proven mm -hmm. that uh, if I talk about uh, UFOs or Bigfoot or any other crypto, uh, which it all falls under the paranormal umbrella. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, that could be where maybe dimensions come in. Uh, yeah. And so we can't find Bigfoot because he appears for the short period of time and then yes. takes off. So that, I, I almost like to try to explain as many people as we are, as many that somebody hasn't found a Bigfoot by now with their drone or, mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. the case. So could that be something that I can't explain and be some type of dimensional gateway that something pops in 
or some alien aircraft pops in from the mm-hmm. future. Those are really our aircraft or something. And then it disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I went to um, a thermal and night vision summit last night. And it was my first time playing with thermal imagery and night vision and, and you know, wearing the nods with the D ball and shooting the guns, you know, with the IR and everything. But so cool. <clears throat> it was a lot of fun. But it was my first time really um, messing around with, with thermal uh, uh, on like a serious level, not just something you buy at like Home Depot or order on Amazon, like a real serious $8,000 thermal imaging thing. And uh, the fact that like, and, and all this stuff is like Wi-Fi. Now you can pipe it right into your phone. You can record it. The fact that like Bigfoot is so hard to find, even with technology like that, you know, because they, they have all these qualifiers, you know, like, oh, Bigfoot can see the infrared of like game cameras and, you know, whatever. But uh, I think there is something supernatural or paranormal there tied into tied into Bigfoot somehow, because that technology is really good. And you know, with the proliferation of the internet, <clears throat> despite all the censorship that they try, you know, and, and despite whatever conspiracy is in play to keep that information suppressed, just like the giants, you know, the bones of the giants that the Smithsonian would gobble up. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that there is not a surplus of thermal imaging uh, of Bigfoot out there in the woods, you know, says like there is something just a little off mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And what I would consider an antagonistic nature between us and them. But but yeah, no, we, we always have to ask, you know, uh, if somebody, you know, is uh, if this ever plays into like, do you ever get um, I know you primarily deal with um, with things of ghostly nature. But do you ever get calls for things like that when you when people are like, hey, we're having knockings on windows and, you know, our 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 trash is rummaged through or, you know, there's something weird that keeps happening in the woods. Like, do you guys ever dovetail into anything like Bigfoot or Dogman in your investigations? I think we could. I, I can say I've had opportunity to. Uh, yeah, I've been invited. I've got a friend up in uh, Massachusetts that uh, started specializing in Bigfoot. Eric Perry, and uh, he has invited me out. I, I just, uh, you know, as fun as it is, I don't think uh, me flying up to Massachusetts for five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars and going on a uh, tromp through the woods is just uh, financially viable for me. It's not that I wouldn't. I just financially, if I live closer, I might say, you know what, it sounds like fun. Let me go out. And listen to the howls and the knocks on the trees and things like uh-huh. that. Um, we've got another friend or, uh, that uh, specializes in, up in uh, Janet's way that uh, remind me of the lake that's got, not Nessie, but the uh, Saratoga. What, what's the... Uh, oh, yeah. The I do know what you're talking about. In the, in the lake there. Oh, but it's got Champlain. Like a, it's got like yeah. a dragon's head. Yeah, Champlain. It's yeah. Champ. Yeah. Like it's champ. It's basically the Loch Ness of North America. Yeah. And, and so they specialize in that. So they've got their uh, boats and they've got their sonars and uh, whatever. And everyone knows that this person in the paranormal, uh, that's the small world, probably goes on a ghost hunt investigation, but is probably really focused on uh, that Champlain monster, for example. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about... 
friends in the paranormal field that just specialize in UFOs. Um, I have friends that believe they were abducted. Um, I believe in UFOs. I saw one on a, a cam, a live cam once, which I got over the pyramids. Um, and I yeah. believe in Bigfoot, whatever it may be. I just do not do those investigations. I wouldn't mind doing a UFO one because they, they fascinate me a little bit more than Bigfoot. And then I don't have to worry about ticks either. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> point. So I think so much. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I really appreciate that pragmatism. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, we could ask about. That's interesting about the pyramids. I don't want to get distracted because we're running out of time. Uh, I still <laughs> so have so many questions. Trails. I know. Uh, you know, for the sake of one of our patrons, though, uh, Jay Reese Bradley had mentioned uh, black-eyed children, and it's one of Nick's preferred topics as well of creepydom. Any experiences? Yeah, it's one of it's a topic I think is like one of the most creepy topics out there. I wouldn't say I prefer it. <laughs> it's so creepy, but uh, it kind of ties back into that whole threshold covenant thing. Yeah. Where they're always standing at the threshold of your door, whether it's your house or your car, and they're asking to come in. Yeah. yeah. You know, have you ever, has there been any experience that you guys have had where there was a, an entity of some type that was wanting to come in, maybe asking permission to come in? You guys knew that that was the case, mm -hmm. but you guys were advising against it. Because you, you mentioned like stirring things up, and obviously you don't want to antagonize anything, but have you ever been in a situation like that? No, I think if I saw two children at my door with jet black eyes going, can I use your phone in a monotone voice, I would just, like, I think my soul would leave, actually. That would scare me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. I'm out. Yeah, yeah and um, no, I, I would not. It, that reminds me of Salem's Lot, too. If you remember that movie when he's, like, clawing on the window. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah. I'm not you in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why everyone needs a nosy neighbor, because what you tell those kids is, no, you can't. But you can use her phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You want to go I find the busy buddy. if I saw that, honestly. I, yeah. They creep me out. Just the thought of black-eyed children, they creep me out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Me too. Um, uh, what's been uh, your – do you mind if I ask another one? Uh, go ahead, Stephen. What were you going to say? No, just real quick, I was just going to add to even when we're in a – location nothing is locked in that location so we uh, also have researchers and they'll research the place in depth how many people died there when did they die what were their names everything that we as paranormal investigators would like to know beforehand so that we could see if uh, anything matches the history and what i find though is that while we're investigating looking anything can come in so i think you know, you might be trying to deal with historic stuff, but all of a sudden something comes in. Maybe it, it sees that somebody is uh, asking questions or investigating, and that's a green light for it to say, hey, I'm going to pop in and say a few words and then leave. And so you're like, wow, I wasn't expecting this voice uh, to come through because it doesn't match the history. So without being physically coming through the door, and I've never seen children with black eyes, uh, know that that happens. You're, sometimes voices come through and activity happens, and it doesn't relate to anything from the history or someone that might be stuck there. Um, 
Yeah. So if I if I saw that and it was actively knocking on the door and and I could hear it saying things like, and it wasn't Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I think that that's probably going to be the worst idea for a Halloween yeah, costume. I was just going to say it's <laughs> is the black eyed children. <laughs> you know, like talk that's... about no candy. You get no candy at my house. <laughs> right. You come with them black eyes. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, all like, get a, a vial of holy water. That's what you get. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. You get a Bible track. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A squirt gun of holy water. You know, <laughs> I was about you know. to say, toss some holy water everywhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, communion wafers. Throw anointed <laughs> communion wafers in their bag. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll end strong. Um, but before, I think question number two actually probably needs to be our last question. But before I do, the one under it is one I really okay. want to get your guys' opinion on. Um, Janet, Stephen, what do you guys think ghosts actually are? Are they spirits of the deceased who are wandering? Are they demonic entities? Yes to both or something else such as elementals or things of other nature? How do you quantify it? I don't believe, I think, in my opinion, demons are a lot rarer than they show on TV. Okay. There's something else. Um, they seem to be very human. They have a human nature. They have a sense of humor at times. Hmm. Um, they do. They, they make me laugh sometimes with their answers. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what I'm talking to, but in my opinion... I do not believe, I think 99.9% that I have spoken to have been non-demon. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. I, I think I would have to uh, second that. Even uh, some of the people that specialize in exorcisms and stuff uh, will tell you that uh, there's probably another answer before we jump there. And yeah. It's very, very, very rare. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think I would agree with that. If, if I was going to look from a, a religious kind of point of view, um, you know, I, I would think that there might be the term purgatory. And mm-hmm. At least uh, there is, I think, in the Catholic religion. I'm not sure about all the different Christian religions, but it could be someone's kind of stuck in a purgatory for a while. Yeah, a limbo uh, of sorts. And then uh, because they're all kind of theories, and again, I'm not psychic. Now, I have friends that are psychic, and they're saying they're talking to them. Wow. So, uh, but I, me personally, I'm not. So uh, I, don't, I don't have the answer. So I'm also thinking about dimensional things and stuff, too. Like a two-dimension piece of paper can't understand the three-dimension, and we're having a heck of a time understanding the fourth dimension. Yeah, up in and out uh, there. So that that goes on the different types of haunts there are. I think someone put poltergeist earlier. That's a whole different thing. That's not human. Uh, yeah, but it's created this ghost more or less. But it, but the poltergeist is throwing stuff around and causing havoc. But it's psychically created. It yeah. has nothing hmm. to do with a human spirit or a demon or anything like that. Uh, you have the as I mentioned before. Um, the footsteps down the hall, you know, or or the lady that 
walks out. We were, I don't think Janet was there for that one, but we go down to Gettysburg quite a bit too. And I think three years ago, they had burned this field and uh, we, we could hear gunfire going off like from the Civil War because we were mm. a house right, right on the uh, little round top. So no uh, kidding. Wow. the only thing that kind of confirmed it is someone ran, grabbed a recorder from inside the house, went outside and said, uh, whose rifle was that? And then we got a voice that said, that was my rifle. Whoa. So, Whoa. so it was intelligent responses that seem a little bit, you know, too coincidental to say like, we're just picking up a frequency from the radio. Right. So things cuss or we ask something mm -hmm. to say that we know the FDA would come down on and say, can you say this? And it says it. we know that uh, it's not likely transferred from our, you know, uh, errant signal from you know, WKRP in Cincinnati. <clears throat> right. Uh, well, those intelligent haunts are the ones that interest me the most, the ones that seem to directly respond. Yeah. Why that happens for a very short period of time. When these things happen and manifest, the best you're going to get is a couple minutes of, some feedback and yeah. whether that's lighting up uh, devices like this, you know, we can set up something that sets out a field and then it has to break the field for it to go off. So we can try and do questions with that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Got a, oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> uh, we've got a variety of technical equipment too that we can use and use for yes or no questions. So besides recordings, there's now, Theories can't be proven in non-scientific labs. Right. The paranormal, unbelievable, because there's no way to say yes. We can just say after 18 years myself, I, I've seen some things I can't explain. Yep. Yeah, that was one of the questions that we had was, um, and we had touched on it a little bit with like the EMF amplifier of what kind of equipment do you guys use? Whenever you go in, because you've sent us, uh, you sent us EVP recordings, which I don't know if we have the ability to play those. Uh, we do. We yeah. do. Uh, I can play a couple of the audio clips and uh, the, the video. Uh, Steve sent me a quick video clip I, I can would, play as well. Yeah. If we I'll could, tee up the video clip while you're going through yeah, the question. Steven and Janet, uh, yeah, if you could just maybe briefly touch on what kind of equipment you guys utilize. Steven uses a lot of updated equipment. I am low tech. I love my digital recorder. I use what's called a Periscope 360 that measures um, static electricity and it has lights that go all the way around. I have REM pods like what he just set off there. Um, and I have like an SB10 or SB11 or something, which is just really a radio converted that scans radio dials real quick back and forth. So it's almost impossible to get a full sentence across all those stations unless there he's holding it up unless <laughs> um it is a spirit talking through all that because they utilize what we give them to try to give it back to us interesting wow okay so you're saying it's more of a gadget guy yes <laughs> yeah i'm usually the gadget guy on the team <laughs> okay cameras, stuff like that uh, some of the things uh, uh, I use uh, can be something like stands in place and this will pick up the atmosphere in the room and then I just kind of set it down. So uh, 
I can give it a second to stop blinking. It might not work because I'm holding it. There it goes. And then so I just have it static, and if something passes by, uh, it'll light up and show me what side it came on. So I can try to communicate and say, light up the green one if you're a man, and light up the red one if you're a female. Yeah. And try and use a device like this for some type of uh, communication. Uh, but the thing that we all like the most, I think, is, uh, again, voice recorders. Whether yeah. we're doing it real time, which means we ask a few questions and then we stop it and play it back so we can hear if there's responses immediately. So we don't have to wait the next day to try and go through it. Now, we have recorders that are running full time, but sometimes I'll do a session with these. Uh, if I have something set up in a different part of the, the room or something and I have a recorder running, uh, this device, if, especially if I have a camera on it, will light up if it, it's picking up anything. So it'll let me know from a camera, oh, you just picked up an EVP right there. So it's a visual way to know that I just got a voice. Um, there's, there's some other devices. That's just a few. Uh, we use these electromagnetic field frequency things. This is like a cheap one. It doesn't filter out things like cell phones and stuff like that. So we ask people on investigations to put it on airplane mode and, and things like that. So it doesn't send off false uh, readings. And then there are some that, uh, you know, filter out technology and stuff like that. But in today's world for, uh, the old school ghost hunters with the magnetic tapes and all that, they were all mm -hmm. afraid of this really sensitive equipment. And today, I think the modern ghost hunter uh, needs to realize that there's Wi-Fi and all kinds of things moving through the air. So we have to develop types of equipment that filter that out. Uh, otherwise, these things are going to go off all the time. Really? Okay. So the, the filtering aspect of the digital equipment is better than the old school magnetic equipment because the magnetic equipment is passive to whatever interference you might get. Well, I, I might say more sensitive to it. So okay. Like if the cell phone frequencies go from 2.3 gigahertz to 5 gigahertz and they mm -hmm. block that portion out so it doesn't react, then yeah. put more validity and a device going off because you know somebody's not texting <clears throat> sending a signal and an old device simp simple like this that's twenty dollars goes off or a walkie-talkie or something like that you just want to try and find ways to take that stuff out in today's modern world but we wouldn't yeah. want to be afraid because we know all that stuff is going on through the atmosphere right yeah well that's um that's such a cool thing that you have things that allow you instruments that allow you to sort of interact in the moment because what i've always seen in the past with ghost hunters and evp obviously is just like it's all it's all done in the back end it's all you know we fix it in post kind of in that mm -hmm. you sit there you go you ask your questions you try to interact and you know help these people move on or do whatever it is or just gather information and then nothing happens in the moment usually and then you have to go back like you say the next day and listen through and crank up the gain and you know see if you can find any sort of answer any information from that and it's such a a long drawn out process in that but if you have these kinds of instruments then 
creates a more immediate, almost conversational interaction. That you can kind of but what I like to do is try and use the devices along with audio. So when something happens, I would like three different, two, three different pieces of equipment Data going points. And I, I went to a serial killer's house. Uh, of course, he's in jail. In fact, he's dead now. But uh, mm. he had rented a house near uh, the town I live in. And so I just went on his grounds. And in one incident, I had one type of uh, device that just picked up electrostatic, uh, electrostatic device and it lit up. Then the REM pod went off, which picks up EMF and you have to break the field. And I got an EVP at the same time from, from a girl. I, was, I always wonder if it was one of his victims saying he doesn't like that because there was one person that was kind of being a little antagonistic to the thinking the serial killer spirit might still be there. But uh, really? so if I can catch it on three different devices, a response, uh, electromagnetic activity happening around it, then I like to uh, highlight that because it's not just one thing. Interesting. Yeah. So I have a question. Have a question. Um, I'm going to – I'm asking this question. Actually, it was uh, uh, in the chat. This question was asked, and I think it's a great question. Um, yeah. You know, you ha you're using this equipment to confirm the presence of an entity of some type. Uh, and you're using the equipment to uh, get answers to questions, whether they're binary, you know, yes or no questions, or male female questions, or whatever. Um, ha explain how the use of these instruments and this activity is different than the use of, oops, sorry, the use of, say, a Ouija board. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a good question because. A Ouija board in its simplest form, although I've been told by 100 people don't use a Ouija board. It seems to have some type of magical effect that right. uh, other just hardwired devices don't seem to be uh, possessing people. So uh, yeah, I have to understand, too, it might be a false reading. And so if you're trying to interact with something and something goes off, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something there. And that's why I like to have two three things kind of confirm that at one time. Gotcha. And so uh, if, I guess if you looked at uh, spirit communication, um, again, I'm, I'm not trying to move anything on. I'm just trying to catch empirical evidence through video and audio. I'm not really trying to get to know the spirit. I don't want to know what the lottery tickets are next week so I can win a gold <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. So, so that's not my purpose. I'm not trying to sure. get to know uh, a spirit. I'm asking the spirit, leave me alone. I, I don't want, and, and again, some of the most successful things is I'm not trying to communicate with the spirit. I'm actually having a conversation with one of my co-investigators and we're talking about, I wonder what was like in 1885 with what type of food they ate or how they spun this cotton because we're in museums and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and let me add one more last uh, thing to that. I'm going to park it here for a second. Sure. But uh, we, we often find responses when we're not even trying to ask the spirit anything. We're, actually, it's more effective when we're not trying to say, are you a male or are you a female? You know, how, do you know when you die? Things like that. Interesting. It's, a, it's a general conversation. We're talking about, man, I had some great apple pie last week. From there, and a little voice coming like, I like apple pie. 
So, this is like so me at the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something, you're, you're saying something. All of a sudden, someone yeah. wants to jump into the conversation. That's quite a bit of the EVPs. You're not expecting uh, anything. And if you do get a chance to play some, some of these, we're not yeah. uh, talking about it. They're just throwing it on. I don't know if you got the. the I have a couple. Of that. Or, yeah, I have I actually a couple. Too, like, from the 1800s, and they've got that vocabulary and that accent. Right. from like the 1700s coming in. So yeah. generally people aren't, if you're pe- picking up a radio wave, you know, they're not using the vocabulary that we use today in 2022. And they're using some vocabulary from like 200 years ago. Um, well, there well, is uh, there there is one that I want to play. Well, actually, I want to play. There's two that I want to play. Uh, the the first one is the one I think – I think Janet, you sent this one to me. Uh, it's a recording. Uh, you said it was from Overlook Mansion. Is that okay. right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that first, while I get this ready to ready to play. It's really simple. I did an investigation. It was kind of um, it wasn't a event type of situation, but I had broken off um, from the rest of the crowd, and somebody that I don't know if it was the overseer of the place was taking me through a room and explaining some of the paranormal activity. And this is when he was saying about shadow ghosts. And so we were just walking through the rooms, but you'll hear right after he talks about a shadow ghost, you'll hear a guy speak. So again, just like Steven said, we weren't even talking to the spirits and he decided to interject. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let me see. That Let is me... a very human quality. Yeah. I'm going to turn this on here. See if I come on, turn on. You can do it, restream. You can do it. Okay, there it is. Oh, what? Now it's off. And there it goes. Hold on, hold on. Let's try it again. Once more. Come on, spooky stream. It's the first time we've tried to have four things up here at the same time. Let's let's do it like this. Let's do like this. Bear with me, folks. Bear with me. Okay, there we go. Uh, Can everyone hear? Can you still hear me? I haven't unplugged the system or anything. Okay, good. All right, let me play this real quick. I think you got to increase the volume of that. Let's see. I think that might be. only do it for a longer clip let me just try this one more time let me try one more thing yeah that might all right here we go let's try that That's as loud as I can get the audio file to play. I hear the yeah. two people chatting in the beginning, and then I hear like a like a click or something that gets everyone's attention. What's what's going on in this? Um, I don't remember the full. I was just walking through the room, and I remember it was I talking to this gentleman. And right after, I think people are going to need headphones with that because um, it's going to be hard. But he's basically saying 
in so many words and I don't like to impress what it is, but he's like, no one here but me. Like he's saying that. Oh, wow. But you yeah, know, the, the problem is these, uh, the frequencies that they come in because they're lower than the human hearing range have, have to be amplified to catch because the microphone sensitivity is below the human hearing. So you're picking it up in a range that can't be heard. So you have to kind of uh, blow it up and uh, to, to actually hear the voices. And that might be a little difficult uh, over a podcast. I wonder if we could post those on our uh, Patreon. Yeah, I might. I might uh, try to um, normalize these, which we kind can of do some after work yeah. on this uh, once the live stream is over and see if we could post it to our Patreon for our members to be able to listen to. Yeah, I think it'd be um, cool to... Like real voice. What about what about the uh, Lord Baltimore Hotel? This one, you're definitely here. Uh, yeah. Tell this us a little bit about this. One. A different. This is not a, um, from a digital recorder. It was from. It, there's different apps, and Stephen can kind of brief on that. There's. Um, I think it was Spiritus, Stephen, that you were using on that one. Yeah, it's uh, just a different way. It just puts out a bunch of unintelligible, like sounds and so when we get something that sounds pretty clear um you know that it's there's no word database in this app it's all like oh yeah and so in between that if you can get something in the white noise between all these guttural sounds uh, we usually relate that to a pretty good uh, evp that was created just from uh you know sound guttural sounds that without any words in the database. Okay, let me let me play this one. Check this out. I'm gonna play that again. Yeah, I'm not sure which one that one is. So my question is, what in the world what do you think was said, that by the way i'm curious uh, i'm gonna play it again i don't know it sounds like a child though it does sound like a child something about uh, my house i can't make it out myself i, I don't know should I, should I say what i think it says yes please I'm, yes I'm thinking it's saying, now you have to understand that the fluctuation of voice, they come across, it's still the same sentence. I think she's saying, the one in the white, he touched me. Oh, wow. Whoa. Ooh. Oh, that's dark. But that's what I think it says. Yeah, mm. yeah maybe. Where and uh, where was this again? That was Lord Baltimore. So a big hotel in downtown Baltimore on the uh, the wharf. Okay. Okay. You know, it's interesting to me. I mean, if these, and again, this is all theorizing and, you know, and so forth, but why would a child be stuck there? Yeah. In well, that, a, in I mean, that space. Adam talked about that before you know? with his dad. Yeah. You know? I, don't, a, I, know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it's so, like purgatorial why child yeah i i tend to uh agree with you so i'm more skeptical on what it is if i hear a child's voice 
because there's no sense to me why uh, a, a deity would punish a child. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical on what's behind that voice. If it, if I hear a child. Mm, understood. That's just I me do know that the Lord Baltimore, though, there were families, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, that had jumped off the roof during the crash, the stock market crash. And yeah, they yeah, there were, up there. I think Heidi's found up to like 90 deaths there already. Mm. Uh, so it, it had people diving. And there were reports of young girls uh, that they call a ghost. The hotel itself forgot the name they gave it molly or something like that and then uh and so if we're picking up a a girl's voice again i, I take it with a, a grain of salt yes I, I realize i'm hearing this and sometimes i've heard disembodied girls voices really? in like a uh in a lodge for men uh what not mm. i can't think of the uh, like a shiner's lodge or something like that I don't remember if it was Shiners, but I'm like, why is there this voice of a girl in here? Is something trying to trick people? Because, uh, again, why why would that happen? Why would, a, say, a nine-year-old be stuck in a purgatory? I, I just don't – I'm just skeptical about that. <clears throat> sure. Do you think it's more malevolent or deceptive in nature as a result whenever you hear children? Yeah, I, I tend to think that it's deceptive in some way. Yeah, yeah. It puts me on alert because it shouldn't shouldn't be a child coming through. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, and then Stephen, you sent me a video clip. Oh, the video, which yeah. I have teed up here, and is and this is from uh, uh, that vape shop. Uh, this is after the documentary was made, so this is something that's happened since. Yeah, um, this was probably within the last two months. I'm a little bit worried the audio won't be loud enough, but uh, oh, she can give it a try. Said she heard it. Oh, um, Shannon uh, said that uh, she was listening to that first clip that we did. She had earbuds in, and she could hear. She could hear it. Yeah, she said, okay, "I heard him okay. having the earbuds." Cool. That's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, listen to this. If you're wondering if you're listening to this on the back end on YouTube or. Uh, iTunes or anywhere where we, you know, put this up in podcast form and you don't hear it because you're maybe listening to it on your phone or you're watching it passively on a computer, put your earbuds in to listen to these EVPs and you probably will actually hear what's going on. So, and then, and Steven, I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but yeah, in, in the video clip, there's um, uh, three people sitting in a room. Uh, they're using equipment and the equipment goes off. And it's giving them like there's like some sort of like speech. Okay, so uh, yeah, let me let me set a backdrop for it. So I can't remember if they're using any equipment or not, but uh, I'm sure they are. They probably have recorders laying around, and uh, some of the best stuff comes from his own security camera. Anyway, it's this microphone sensitive enough to pick up the voices. But anyway, in this particular one. Um, you're going to hear something, but I forgot what it says, but don't worry about that. The, the point to concentrate on is when a guy pulls the phone out of his pocket and the phone uh, lights up because you turn a phone over and it lights up to the home page or whatever it is. Uh, when that light goes off, there's a whisper 
after that. That's about five or six words. I hope you can hear it. I, I, I'm not sure. And then I'll tell you after we play it once, then I'll tell you what I think I hear. Okay. Cool. Here we go. And I'll probably play it a few times here. Yeah. And he's... Okay, play it again. And again, here we go. Yeah, so I, I wasn't able to hear it with the volume, but uh, what's unique to me about that one is the guy pulls his phone out and you see the light emit from the uh, Android or iPhone or whatever it is that he has. And then there's a, a voice that uh, we've slowed down and we've blown up and we've played at regular speed. That sounds something like, uh, turn the, uh, I can't remember now, but something to the effect and I'm paraphrasing, uh, turn, turn the light off. It doesn't say turn the light off. There's a whole, statement in there and um, as soon as it says it uh, you'll see an orb jump from the phone i saw so I don't know if you can see that part but there's that actual evp that's like turn the yeah. oh i remember what it says turn the brightness off and so if, if you get a chance and you can modify it and blow it up and listen with earphones as soon as you see the pull the phone out the light you, you might hear turn the brightness off, which would correlate with the light of the phone, and then you'll see the orb fly up. Yeah. So there's there's visual, there's audio. Uh, I'm, can I play it one more time? I'm going to play it one more time. Sure. I'm going to play it one more time for everyone here. And you can leave it for your Patreon. That is the one I've never heard in my entire life. Orca Pocket Tower? Sacrament. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah I, I can't hear it from my end, but do you hear something like that? I could I think I could hear it on my headphones. Yeah. And I, while I didn't hear it when I was watching it on my iPhone uh, via the emails you sent, I saw the orb. So you can, yeah. You can yeah, see and that one I didn't blow up. Like I have like the audio where I've blown it up. I just wanted to send you guys the whole clip. And I just yeah. didn't send you the modified audio, which would have been clearer to hear. That's pretty cool. That was man. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make sure that, you know, our patrons have you guys. I want to make sure they have access to this clip. I also want to uh, direct them towards the documentary yeah. uh, and share with them these uh, the audio files as well, um, because this is I mean, this is really interesting stuff. Um, yeah. Some of the whispers just I don't know. It, but it's it, makes me, it makes me yeah it makes me think you guys got nerves of steel i'll tell you because like i don't i am the facilities maintenance manager for a uh a, a non-profit that manages of historical properties mm -hmm. in franklin tennessee which is where the battle of franklin took place which is like one of the last great battles of the civil here. war very yeah. bloody and like 
I don't like going it, it everybody said they're all haunted. Every property is haunted. Yeah, all of downtown you know? Franklin's yeah. haunted. And I don't even like going into a lot of those places once the sun goes down. So kudos to you guys, Janet and Steven, because like I don't think I could do what you do. Oh yeah, that's me. I really don't want to investigate blow my, one of those. Blow my RV up and from your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys should come down here and I mean, I'm oh, sure you could have so much fun field in field day down here. It would be so much fun to hang out with you guys until we get to the haunted place. And then I'll just be like, yeah, I'll be over here. I'll be over here. Like, do guns help? Can we can we bless the bullets? <laughs> I got a lot of guns and bullets. Like, can we bless help. those? Yeah, yeah, we can make this fun. Um, <laughs> so, OK, we are we've like gone way over time, but we really appreciate you guys being here. This has been awesome. This has been like way more than what uh, Nick and I kind of anticipated. It's been really cool. Um, it's our spooky stream. I appreciate it. Well, well, you've been, you, you guys Janet. have been yeah. awesome. You've spent a lot of time with us, and thank you for sharing so much of your experiences and everything. Yeah. Man, this has been it's been a real delight, guys. It's thank been you. Very eye opening. This has been really cool. I, it's Halloween, so we want to end with the probably the most important question of all that we could ask paranormal investigators for each of you, Janet and Stephen, in as little or as long as you want to take to talk about it. What are the scariest encounters you have ever had? Well, Janet, I would we'll say the year-long experience that I had by far. When you were a child? When I was a child. And then yeah. one time after an investigation, two nights after the investigation, only negative I've had, I was choked in my bed for about five seconds. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. So something kind of followed you home from the investigation, essentially. Yeah, but it didn't stay. It was kind of like, I think I was spending a little bit too much time. People were saying it was a negative um, entity. It was in Benford Hall in Massachusetts. Mm. And I don't like to listen to stories about people saying it's negative all the time because some people think there's a demon around every corner. So <laughs> I was trying to talk to the spirit, being very empathetic and probably put my guard down a little bit and um it wasn't that night but the next night i woke up with something choking me wow oh, man man steven what about you man man this is going to sound terrible but uh, i really don't get scared so mm -hmm. i'm so fascinated that something's happening whether someone gets scratched i'm recording a shadow person move across uh the wall um, we didn't talk too much about shadow people, but uh, we could talk about shadow people. We got we'll make time for shadow people. Yeah, we can make time. Yeah, I'm telling you, they they move so fast. I've got one picture from a house in uh, Virginia Beach. You know how you take a picture and there's like three clicks to the shutter, like mm -hmm. one picture. It's a male apparition. It's got tones. You can see the clothes. It's behind the couch. That second picture and that second one, it's beside the couch, and the third one, it's sitting down, all in the matter of. Whoa. So uh, they tend to move faster. They're, they're, they're interesting. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're human. Uh, yeah. They're definitely an interesting kind of haunt. So uh, without, you know, sounding like bravado, I really, I just get so fascinated that it's happening that I'm not yeah. thinking about myself. I'm thinking about capturing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Awesome. I'll be scared for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Shadow. There is something very unsettling about shadow people, whether it's uh, hypnagogic experiences, um, 
whether it's uh whether it's witching hour um or whether it's broad daylight like i remember when i was working third shift um and i was writing the novels and uh man i honestly like i thought i had some stuff like that happen when i was trying to sleep during the day and broad daylight i just didn't like being alone like there is something about shadow people mm -hmm. that just it's highly disturbing no matter what there's never a positive shadow people experience there's i mean even uh i think it was art bell who talked about it on an episode of midnight <laughs> in the desert where he talked about like he almost shot a hole in his house because he thought he saw a shadow person and his instinct was to just go for his gun you know and sometimes they're wearing hats yeah. that people you know which is really bizarre the hat man yeah which i think is like kind of the the thing with fringe and the um uh the observers you know, that kind of weird art deco kind of look, you know, and, and then they have red eyes or sometimes they don't. They don't. They're just amorphous, you know, or anthrop uh, anthropoid shapes. That's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any theories on shadow people? I don't. I have never seen one visually. I've had them in my dreams and they freak me out. Really? Your dreams? Yeah, I've had a couple of shadow, like they're the only things that terrify me in my dreams are shadow. And I'm always afraid to see one because I know they can morph. I know that some people have said that like at certain locations, I think there was one report in, like Waverly Hills where it crawled up the wall or something and fell down and melted into the floor. Anything that does that type of stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always hear they're like up in the corner of the ceiling. They're oh, often, sure. They're often seen up there. Yeah. Where else are you going to be? You spider crawl into the corner. Yeah, of the just ceiling. like a spider. Yeah. 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 Weird. Pass. Hard Weird. pass. <laughs> Get my proton pack. You know. Get my proton yeah. pack. I am. I will cross the streams with you, brother. Yeah. I am done with. Yeah. No shadow people. So. Oh man, ah, that's cool. Yeah, they have some weird shapes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, well, uh, Stephen, um, where can people find you and what you have going on and how can they support you? Well, I think right now we're kind of in our infancy phase. Again, some pre friends of mine reached out to me, said, hey, we want to do this. So I think it uh, might be a little bit if I get to the point where uh, we're up and running around January on. Then, uh, shoot you a DM or something and say, yeah. Hey, if you want to advertise, you know, here's the uh, place it's going to show. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Looking in, forward to it, man. And in the meantime, Steven, uh, is there any place that like a, an email address or an Instagram or Facebook page? Is there any way if people wanted to uh, utilize your services to help them uh, with any of their paranormal needs? Is there any way to contact you? Yeah, I think uh, my Facebook is kind of blocked off. Um, usually I'll get a request and if we have like 500 people in common or something like that, I might accept them. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't have myself listed as like public personality right now and filled up with 5,000 people or, or so. So through the Goslings, basically, is... basically you can find uh, Steven tied through the Goslings. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if it comes through the grapevine, someone calls someone, someone says, oh, I know this one guy, then, then I'll deal with it. But I'm generally, I'm not taking on any cases. And cool. Right now, I would just pass that to somebody I knew. Good. Busy man. We're really excited to see what the developments are for you once uh, once the new year rolls around. Please keep us informed. Yeah, keep in, stay in touch. Yeah. All right. And well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. You're absolutely. Welcome. Janet, you. what about you? Where can people find you? And if 
people wanted your help, uh, where's the best place to do that? I don't have any TV shows going on or anything <laughs> like that. And again, Yet. I don't do residences. Right. If, they, if someone was really having a major issue and they reached out to you guys, either Stephen or I would put them in contact with someone, a group that was closer to their location that could help them out. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll use you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they contact you, contact me. Hey, you heard it, Faye. Yeah. We are honored. Absolutely. From your mouth to God's ears. That's right. Yep. If you want to awesome. get in touch with Janet or Steven uh, for paranormal investigations, you will have to get through the Goslings. Yeah, just uh, reach out to the gods uh, at the goslings on Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. uh, or YouTube. Yeah, we should we should put we should come up like a a, a, a name like the uh, the ghostlings, the ghostlings, the just for Stephen and Janet. Oh yeah, I might yeah. think about that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. something to talk we're, about. Over we're sushi. writers and we're dorks. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. Like we got any opportunity, you know. <laughs> well you guys have been I great to say uh thank you to your guests too i yes. see they're blowing up the chat and fortunately I, I can't read it but uh thank them for the support for to you guys and for bearing with us through uh, through this hour and a half or, or so yeah absolutely well it's been two and a half hours yeah it's been a great live stream yeah uh, this has been i mean this is great it's big full there's tons of stuff we're gonna have to go back and go through it's gonna yeah. be awesome yeah people have really enjoyed it uh the like we said you know the live stream chat usually is pretty self-regulating in its conversation and and uh we try to keep an eye on it and if there are any interesting questions that come up or comments that are you know good to incorporate in we'll throw mm-hmm. them in and yeah people have really enjoyed this this has yeah. been a lot of fun and very informative and uh i think a lot of people have gotten a lot of edification out of this uh, especially some of our you know more supernaturally attuned christian uh friends and patrons yeah so we yep. really appreciate it janet kelly Stephen ty paranormal you. investigators thank you very much for being on the goslings happy thank you and happy halloween happy halloween, happy halloween to you guys <laughs> bye-bye bye now. bye that was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, They're cool. Yeah, They're that really was cool. that was probably like one of the coolest spooky streams we could possibly do. Yeah, and yeah, it made me it made me think about some things. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know um, oh, I meant to ask. I wanted to ask uh, Stephen what uh, what the um, purpose of, with or or the influence of water uh, because you know he had mentioned water and EMF. Uh, so, you know, we understand electromagnetic frequencies, but water also, that is, a maybe a, a folklore or mythological thing. There are certain spirits who can't cross water. There's a reason why water is incorporated into a uh, certain, you know, supernatural aspects, sort of like wrought iron, mm-hmm. you know, the wrought iron fences were supposed to keep spirits in I've heard a that, graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we're going to have to have Steven back on to discuss that because that yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, technically, he's still hanging out like in the chat right now uh, so, or see. in the in the sidebar. So he's, he's just chatting. He said uh, moving water like a river conducts energy. Yeah. See, thanks, Steven. Interesting. Yeah. Appreciate you hanging in there and yeah. uh, and making up for my idiot interviewer faux pas <laughs> <laughs> with missing a question. <laughs> That's awesome. That is cool. The, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it's been and, awesome. Um, really, really awesome guests. And I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. 
what comes out of what uh, what Stephen has cooking up, and then um, and then I'd like to reconvene with Janet at some point. Yeah, guys, absolutely. And see absolutely. what other stories they have, you know. Yeah, and you guys, uh, you know, like I said, I have the uh, video and audio clips and stuff, and I'll put those up on the Patreon so yeah. I can check those out. Um, you guys have been great. It's been a you guys were in yeah, a great chat you. today. Mm -hmm. uh, there, I know there was kind of a lot going on. I wasn't able to really get to every chat like normal but uh you guys are but just... that's a good problem to have yeah. we really appreciate yeah. you guys pitching in and engaging with each other and asking questions you know never be shy about asking questions mm -hmm. um and if we can get to them then we will um i mean there are still probably two or three questions on our list that we didn't get to just out of my questions yeah. alone i don't even know what questions nick had yeah so <laughs> okay. whatever he had they yeah. weren't on the board so we didn't I get either. to him well as always <laughs> It's okay. I mean, we had half hours. I know, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, all as always, special uh, thank you uh, to Jay Reese and Shannon and uh, Anne, Mike, yeah, uh, Roseanne, Adam, Adam, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank all you of our patrons. patrons, thank you. And uh, I think I think uh, Lynn was uh, trying to join. Yeah, Patreon too. Uh, and yeah, uh, Lynn, you. if you have any issues with that, uh, I know I sent you a link. But if you're having any issues with that, uh, let me know, and we'll we'll get it ironed out. We'll yeah. get it ironed out. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that uh, Janet and Stephen have definitely stricken down the darkness. Today. I think so. I think yeah. on this live stream yeah. today, shadow sure. people sleep. Yeah, we <laughs> we covered like everything cool. Dude, yeah, everything cool we did. Bigfoot, UFO, shadow yeah. people. We even touched on the black eyed kids, which, yeah. is, I don't which know. is about all you want to do is yeah. just yeah, just Ooh. a finger into the inky nether. Yeah, yeah that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I got to mention, of course, tail end stuff. Hey, yes. become an honorary gosling. Join this wonderful community. Uh, connect with us on Patreon throughout the week. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to have you. Patreon.com forward slash the goslings. Uh, it's five bucks a month. Yeah, five, five bucks, bucks a month, month for the cost of a ridiculously sugary diabetic cup of coffee. You can have full access to the cost. <laughs> That's right. It's one. You can even stay at my house dude, and walk my dog, dude. It's one twenty ounce Red Bull. Yeah, it's right. One twenty ounce Red Bull. Yeah, and which that'll is... keep the show going, guys. It'll <laughs> yeah. keep me going. Yeah, and two, we're we're trying to expand our our technology here to make this more streamlined and create yeah. better quality content for you guys. So. The Patreon thing is a huge benefit for us, as I always say, because hopefully at some point we will be making enough to where we can afford to pay a producer yep. or an engineer type to be able to monitor the chat, take care of any audio issues so our quality is good, and then um, also, you know, monitor the questions and just, you know, and do the things like, you know, uh, with the audio clips, Yep. you know, yep. be able to be working on boosting the audio channels that we need to in order to hear those EVPs. Yep. And stuff like that yeah so. I, we want someone to be able to manage like all the little graphics and the videos and all yeah. the stuff during the live stream so jonathan and i can just talk with the guest and interact with yeah the the, the people on the chat yeah you know that's that's really where it's not just because is. we want to go to aruba i mean it is well but, and and yeah. that yeah yeah. <laughs> Actually, if anything, I do that. If we if we ever had enough money, that. well, that's true. Yeah, that is fun. That'd be cool. Uh, but if we ever had enough money, guaranteed, first trip we would take would be to see Adam the Burls. We would do a Goslings episode from Barry St. Edmonds. Yeah, with yeah. Adam Burl. And maybe heartbeat. we could do it. At, what's the name of that uh, that inn 
that he keeps that he sent me pictures of that where where Dickens wrote like oh. papers and Christmas carols yeah, right across remember. from that cemetery. I can't remember the name and of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Be, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that'd whatever. be really cool. That one, the cool one. I don't know. I don't it's like cool. Charles Dickens. So I, don't really I know, know. I know. I know. I know. But it's a it's a historic Dickens. place, and the backdrop would be. Yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome. Be awesome. Yeah. And we're writers. Yeah. And then I I go, I go fart on Dickens' bed. How dare you Dude. make me read a tale of two cities in high school? You paid by the word fop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let loose a, an American. That was before. That was before the coining of the phrase "brevity is the soul of wit." <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, longevity is the soul of. <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> I don't know, printing costs weren't really. Yeah, you know. Yeah, th- you know yeah. he wasn't thinking about that. Whatever. Uh, what else? Uh, Gosling's t-shirts. Of course, you can go to spring.com, the Goslings.creators.com. You get some of these, and uh, we should come up with some new designs. And there's so I much know. that we should do, could do. Uh, but these t-shirts are great. Shannon, I believe, got one. Yeah, Shannon. She uh, won one on the big shout out to yep. Shannon for being the yep. first person to order a t-shirt. Yep, that Which is. is- yeah, so I owe awesome. her a book for that, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, More levels on the Patreon. You know, you're right, Shannon. We've talked about that before. That's something we do plan on doing that. We kind of wanted to slow roll it out, but you're absolutely right. That is something that we had in mind was to increase the have different tiers for yeah. our Patreon. So, yeah, definitely smart or at least as smart as us and probably far smarter. But yeah, we'll put you know, well, that, that'll be something I'll I'll put on Patreon. We can. Yeah. kind of develop that more with your guys's input yeah. um I'll, I'll put something up this week to be like you know just to kind of and once a month by the is... way we do a live or we do a chat a discord yeah. chat past couple times we've tried it um i don't know if people haven't gotten the notifications or if it's been too late it's been bad timing i think bad timing yeah, yeah. so we need to get some feedback from you guys on when a good timing is if that has i, I actually do already. have some feedback on that we do yeah i asked that question okay. they got me a lot of feedback on oh that. okay yeah. then never mind we'll talk over sushi yeah. We'll talk over sushi. Forget I said everything. <laughs> stupid. Not so. All right. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think we're good. Awesome. And right. Shannon, uh, for your book, just Instagram me an address to send it to. So I'm not kidding yep. about that. I really will send you. Yeah, one. he will. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I think we are ready to sign off. All right. Because Everyone, thank you. again. <laughs> well, guys. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, hey, thank you. P- pray for pray for Steven and Janet too as they're going out and yeah. doing this stuff. Just pray they for protection, protection over them. Yeah. Um, that would be. I, I, that's what we're gonna do. But I'd encourage yeah. you guys to do the same. And uh, without further ado, go forth and strike down the darkness. See you guys. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just 5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>